Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode's been brought to you by the Raw Raw Spirit Team. Growing your business is just the beginning. Too many business owners try to grow their business on their own. They spend countless hours testing out and investing in hundreds of strategies, all with the aim of building their business. Without support, someone helping to guide you and cheering you on, motivation starts to go down, your passion starts to decrease, you start running out of money and losing faith in your business and yourself. The Raw Raw Spirit Team is a supportive community filled with expert programming, up-to-date training, guest experts, mentorship, and like-minded business owners. This isn't another community and another strategy. This is a serious and supportive community of business owners focused on supporting each other and building their business. You are welcome here. is Amanda DeWarren. Amanda's friendly and natural personality and her ability to relate to people from all works of life make her a very appealing guest on TV and radio shows and podcasts such as The Afterlight. Amanda makes second connections to both people and animals that have passed over and is also one of the few people who can also communicate with animals that are alive. She's featured in numerous magazines and newspaper articles, including a two-page spread in Queensland's Sunday Mail. She also loves to go on radio and has twice shared the airwaves with Jackie O and Kyle, as well as Rove McManus. I'm so honored that Amanda has made some time to talk to me today. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. You know, people say to me, oh, you know, you've, you've got big TV shows and big radios, but you know, the podcasts and the, even the smaller radios are just as important to me because they're all listeners, they're all fans, and they all want the education. It doesn't matter if you have a group of two or if you have a group of two million. It, it makes no difference to me how big or small the podcast or the radio station is. You're all important to me. Every single person that listens to what I have to say is so important to me. I love that. Thank you so much. And I agree with you because sometimes too, when you're starting out small podcasts like mine here on The Afterlight, you know, it can grow into something much more. Yeah. We don't start where we want to end, right? So true. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to you today is is absolutely important to me. And your listeners are, are as as important to me as two million that were listening on on Jackie on Car. You yeah. all I love you all the same. Thank you, Amanda. So listen, I know we have only about half an hour to chat today. There are so many questions that I want to know. There's so many things to ask you. This but is part one. Part one. Part one. So before we really get into, you know, kind of the work that you do do, I always love knowing from my guests kind of how their spiritual journey originally sort of kicked off. Was this always something you were connected to or did you have to kind of learn about it? 
Uh, I always knew from a very young age that there was something different about me. I just had this feeling that for some reason, uh, I knew that I was meant to be doing something globally and to be well known. And even as a child at about four or five years of age, my older brother and sister, I would always say to them, I'm going to be a star. And... (laughs) And my sister said to me, she said, you know what? I we always knew that you would be for some reason or another. Uh, but even back then, and and I don't actually consider myself uh, a star or a <clears throat> a celebrity. I just do what I do because I love it. And yeah. focusing on the animals, even from a young age, I always loved animals and uh, I went to my uncle's farm in England and uh, the lambs were, the, the sheep were lambing and the, he had uh, milking cows and and chickens and, and I was just in my glory. I just could not wait to get to my, uh, my uncle's farm and just be with the animals. And uh, I just knew then that I could communicate with them. And, and even back then I had this feeling of, this this beautiful energy between the animal and myself because um animals to even to this day still react around me how do um, they react that, well my tv producer yesterday we're at um we're doing a tv show uh, i'm actually got a tv show happening we're, we're putting together um fascinating stuff it's never about me it's all about you know educating people about the animals and being the global animal voice anyway she's got two cats and one cat is is so timid and never goes near anyone uh every time i go there she comes out from under the bed she comes out and she sits and i've got a photo of her sitting on my bag at my feet and my producer said you cannot you just cannot fake that you can't fake it that that cat just loves you and we were doing another filming at another place and uh the lady had a a dog there that uh had been um quite terrorized and and she said it's i said there's a dog behind the wall and she goes yeah he's so scared he won't come out next minute about five minutes into the show he came out went walked past the cameraman got up on the sofa, sat on the sofa, and we've got the film of this. Um, the, the interviewer was here, I was here. This dog got up on the sofa, lay down, and laid its head on my lap. <sighs> that Animal, is so wonderful. Animals and I have just had, from the tiniest little bird um, to the, the, even the ants, if I find an ant in my house, I pick it up, I put it outside. You know, every, every animal is important to me whether it's a, a bee or a moth or anything i i love all animals not just the big significant ones but the little ones as well mm, i love okay. that well i guess we're all sort of here you know living the human or living the soul experience aren't we mm, yeah are you a vegetarian amanda yes mm. yes unfortunately i cannot be vegan um, because my body doesn't allow it. Yeah. So I do, I ask sort of permission for um, calcium and things like that. Um, I, I can't eat, can't stand red meat, even as a child. Mm. hated meat. Um, I, I do, I'm very healthy with my body. I, I look after, I actually had a protein shake before I started here because my schedule is just so monstrously over the top. Um, but... 
yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't eat animals. I can't do that. Yeah, I just thought it. It would seem strange if you did. So that that makes sense. That you don't. <laughs> so, um, can we talk a little bit about how you describe the work that you do? Because, you know, I love animals, right? I love I love dogs, yeah. especially. They just I just love them. I've never owned one because I've had commitment issues. Although I'm ready to attract a dog now. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out whether or not some people are just, they just love animals because they love animals or because they have some kind of empathic connection with them or kind of, I guess, what makes you different from other people who might just love animals? I understand them, but I'm not saying other people don't. Uh, animals have, when we talk about the human race, who are the dumb animals? I think that the human race are. Yeah, well, for sure. The animals, I'm actually in the, in the process of writing a book. It's actually narrated through me, but every part of this book is about animals and giving them their global voice. That's why I'm going out globally to help the animals save their homes and, and to get people that don't understand and, and love animals the way you and I do. Mm get people educated. And so this is not about me. This is never about me. This is about getting out there and educating people. That's why I'm writing this book. That's why we're doing the TV show. Uh, I, I have, I work with a lot of celebrities, but I have no interest in them being a celebrity. I'm interested in helping their dog or their cat or yeah. whatever's going on. Yeah. Um, but it's not about us. It's about, it's about them wanting us to understand them and how we can relate to them in a better way and their wants. I mean, you think about 20, 25 years ago, you know, um, Rufus was a, a, in the backyard and he was just, you know, washed once a week and patted by the family. Now my cats are asleep on my bed, you know, yeah. I was going to say now Rufus saying. has his own Instagram channel and he gets all these <laughs> free products. and. Um, and they are part of us they they are I I laugh because I say if they could take over the world this place would be such a grand place to live in yeah as they they don't want confrontation and and hatred and you know the the mixed emotions that we have of of the global uh, may I say it the COVID things that are going on Although that works to their advantage because uh, I haven't been able to travel um, a lot. Uh, so my two fluff balls are just lounged out on, on, and one of them is a rescue, and it's a funny story I'll tell you about her. Yeah. We lost our dog, our big boy. Uh, he was at such a character about uh, six months ago from cancer, and, and we worked very hard to keep him, and he was so loved, and we worked hard to keep him alive. Anyway, um, I sold up my house, came, moved somewhere else to, to buy block of land and build. Anyway, uh, I took a lot of his staff to the uh, rescue centre, and when I was in there, I felt this cat saying to me, I'm old and I've been here for a while. Can you rescue me? Yeah. I hadn't seen Anyway, I looked her up and there she was. And uh, anyway, I rang the rescue company in a uh, place and I said, look, I really want that cat. Um, can I please have her? And when I went and saw her, because I have another cat, they said no. 
So, and I said, do you have any idea who I am? And I was trying to pull rank there, but they weren't having it. Anyway, they said, no, you've got another cat. And I said, yeah, but my cat's really great. And, and I can tell you now, these two um, will absolutely just be fine. Anyway, um, to cut a long story short, one of my dear friends went in there. She got the cat for me. And it was a funny story because I have a big truck, which is a really quite, you know, big four-wheel drive. Anyway, I parked it around the corner, took off in the bush, hood it, hid in the bush like this. And, and was checking out whether, you know, peeping through the bush. And I'm thinking, I really need to pee. So <laughs> I went over a bit further into the bush and because I, I couldn't go to the toilet, obviously, we're in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, I'm, I'm squatting to save my life. I was absolutely busting because it's a two-and-a-half-hour uh, two drive up there. You know, I didn't realise there's a damn quarry down the road, big trucks coming past. Oh, my anyway, God. they're driving. They drove past and I'm trying to move over and I, Peel over my leg and my pants, and I'm <laughs> what we do to go through to get these animals. Anyway, uh, um, these these girls walk past with the dogs. I'm like, oh no, nothing going on here. I'm just standing in the bush, you know, looking insignificant. And they're like, what's going on there? Anyway, my friend finally came out um, with the cat, who's now called Sage. <clears throat> I leapt out of the bush like a mad woman with the pee on my leg, jumped into my truck, took off down the road with the cat, <laughs> dropped my off the place, took, took Sage home, and she has loved it. I've just put it on my Facebook page the other day. So that's the things that we do because she'd been in there for a long time and she's 12 years of age. I'm like, you are not spending another day in that place. Mm. You come she is so loved and so looked after and she's the queen of the house she roams the house and she puts Russell who is also a big character Ginger Russell she puts him in his place a lot I love that fine yes so that's that's all about saving the animals Amanda do you believe that pets choose their owners you kind of talked there about how sage Uh sort of gave you an indication do you think that you know all the animals that we have choose us absolutely absolutely I was just talking to a lady one of my clients this morning and uh, one of her cats came through and I said you weren't planning on this kitty I said I feel like it was at a school did it follow your son home she goes oh my gosh she said uh I said, it was only a few months old. It was like six months old. And she said, yes, there was this cat hanging around the school. And she said, it chose my son, followed my son home and lived for another 16 years with us. I love that. So it comes to the question of why do animals all of a sudden turn up at our place? Well, it's like um, our family know that we would love this animal. Romy was rescue sage is a rescue you know I, I feel like there's this great big neon sign flashing at the top of our house all strays welcome here you know? yeah i have a funny story maybe you could share your perspective on that so i've always had a fear of birds uh sorry when i say that i mean when i was seven i had a bird sat on my sit on my head and it scared the hell out of me and ever since then i've had yeah. a fear of birds right and it's not about the birds themselves it's about being touched by one i don't want that anyway to make a long story short about two months ago maybe even a month ago these sunbirds so i'm sure you're familiar with them but in australia yes. there there are these things called sunbirds because we have an international audience and they um you know they're really small they're almost like hummingbirds they're really a really beautiful cute bird 
And, but they're kind of like, I sort of trick myself and pretend it's almost like part butterfly because it's so little. So anyway, they started <laughs> building a nest outside my front door connected to this plant that's hanging. And it's so funny because I think out of all the birds in the world, not that I'm familiar with all the birds in the world, this was almost the perfect bird that could have built a nest there because anything bigger than that would have freaked me out. Whereas I feel actually safe and kind of comfortable with it. So over the process of seven days, we actually watched these birds build this beautiful nest outside our house. And uh, now like as of this week, there are chicks in there and they're feeding it. And Aww. it's such a cool thing. And I feel like for me, I'm not sure whether it's bird therapy necessarily, but it seems as though maybe the birds kind of chose our area because to maybe help them Exactly, because you had to see the whole process. It wasn't just about a bird coming in and flying on your veranda and sitting there. You saw the whole process of them building the nest, which yeah. made you feel beautiful. They were building the home and then they laid their eggs and they felt incredibly comfortable around you. They weren't... Birds won't come in unless they feel really comfortable. So you, they were obviously trying to give you some therapy and you were letting them know that it was okay for them to build a nest. So you've seen these chicks and, and being nurtured and they're kind of like, oh, they're my babies too. Yeah, I do feel love and compassion for them. Yes. It's so yeah, not fear at all. It's like this, ooh, like... Yeah, it's it's really interesting. So I, I just wanted to share that. Oh, absolutely. Birds play a big part, um, winged animals especially, you know, your butterflies and, and uh, even your beautiful moths and, and your birds and so forth. They always play a big part in spirituality. Mm. I've always felt that even as a child. Grandfather passed. I, I just remember seeing all these butterflies around me and I absolutely adore my grandfather uh no doubt about that but I always and and even now when I see beautiful butterflies uh, around I, I think of my grandfather it's just such a beautiful sign I agree so do you think that sometimes animals are messages messengers from our loved ones messengers and um the feeling of um peace and and the freedom of the mm -hmm. flight of birds you know the the freedom of of their they're so close to nature and they work with nature and they love nature and they love each other or most of the time magpies are really mean around nesting time but generally um birds of all types uh they, they kind of send the same meaning um mm. this is the uh uh feeling of love and freedom and and i what i say to people is i feel that they, the souls of your loved ones sit on the wings uh, on the birds and, and they, they, the birds fly towards you and it's like they're sitting on, on the birds and they're uh, uh, entertaining you by coming and visiting you in a, in a very special way. So a lot of people uh, refer to birds after people have passed or, or a connection uh, with a loved one. Um, mm. Remember years ago, um, I could always hear this bird next door, uh, and I, it, it, I. This is going back when our children were young, when it was uh, about thirty years ago, and this little bird, this little quarian, um, I, I, I just, it's calling out to me, calling out to me, please, please free me, and I knew that the neighbours weren't looking after it. So you know what I did? I jumped over the fence and I tipped the cage over and let the bird go. 
Oh, my wow, good. They say freak because I just couldn't stand to hear this little yeah, tiny bird in this little tiny weeny cage calling out and crying. And so I, I let it free. I just looked like, oh, the cage is ticked over. So the bird got out and then I jumped back over the fence. Lucky they didn't have like the cameras back then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. So I guess I'd like to know, Amanda, you know, can you communicate with all types of animals and what kind of things do they say? Because I guess when I think about different animals, like they do have different personalities. So that oh, would, I would imagine they would speak differently. They would have, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that process exactly. They all have different, there's interspecies connections. Um, at times but I'll tell you an example of uh, having a communication with a different animal I had an American zoo ring me and then email me and said look we're having trouble with an elephant she won't eat okay so I connected and instantaneously she said to me everybody's staring at me I said so you feed her you feed her in front of the all the, the people, the visitors, and they said yes. And I said, don't feed her in front of the visitors. She does not like that. I said, you need to give her a private place at the end of the day and feed her in a quiet place where there's no one else around, no noise. It's, it's not, you know, there's nothing to distract her. Straight away, instantaneously, she started eating because wow. she didn't want to be in front of people being yeah. fed the others would eat happily and uh and I said to them <clears throat> I said I think she's going blind there's some blindness in her so they got the vet out and sure enough they found out that she was actually starting to go blind so I can also detect ailments in animals as well and that's a lot of my work I have vets call me and people that can't work out what's going on with the animals. But I say to people, I'm not a doctor. I can't prescribe. I can tell you what I feel. So then you need to go to your vets right. and, and I will not sit there and go, no, you shouldn't be taking that medication. I always suggest to people, go to your vets. Once we find out what's going on, take this to your vets, see if they can fix it. Do you think, Amanda, that sometimes when pets are living in toxic environments or maybe environments that are tumultuous, that sometimes they take on the energy and the stress ah. of the home instead of the people in the home feeling that i i'm asking that in part as well because i know somebody recently and their animal died and um they had a really big tumor and i think that that animal probably took on a lot of depression and stress over the years absolutely animals try very hard to keep our lives um, taking on any kind of even physical ailments, not just emotional ailments, but physical ailments, which then can render them quite sick because mm -hmm. they're to take on our ailments. Or it is such a bad situation that they take on something that they cannot survive from, but then when they've crossed over, see, they're always a big part of our lives for the rest of our lives so they can help from the afterlife to try and make our life a little bit better, like opening doors or making situations happen that that the person that they're worried about leaves the home situation and so forth. That they're incredibly intelligent. So they just they just try and make our lives better. Unconditional love, which goes yeah. on 
way beyond the grave. When they physically pass over, they are still a huge part of our lives. I did a reading for a gentleman the other day and um, his German shepherd, excuse me, his German shepherd, um, this man was 92 years of age and he got his German shepherd when he was five. It passed around his 17th birthday. Now, 75 years ago, this dog passed away, but I said wow. to him, I've got and shepherd coming through i said it feels like she's a real lady and he goes oh my gosh he said i was hoping she's she'd come through her name was lady oh she was oh you said beautiful i got the name i said her name he said her name is lady and she was my german shepherd and he said she was the one true love of my life oh i love that you know it's and they're never angry at us for having to make that decision even if we are responsible for their passings. Like a, a few weeks ago, there was a lady that accidentally had um, backed over a family cat. This cat was not angry at her. And, and when we have to make that decision to say goodbye to them, that is the hardest thing in the world. They are never res resentful towards us. They're never angry. They understand that we're only trying to end their suffering and not their lives. So they know if we have to make that decision to say goodbye to them, uh, they know that they're going over the Rainbow Bridge. They're going to meet up with family and friends and, and other animals that they have uh, had in their lives or, or even animals that they didn't have physically in their lives that they know. So they're never resentful, never angry at us for having to make that decision. And they go on loving us forever and a day. They don't stop loving us. Do you have any opinion on pets and reincarnation? I mean, you were talking about Lady there, 75 years. Did Lady never make an appearance again in that man's life? No, but it's really funny you said that. You must be a bit psychic in reading my mind because I was just thinking about telling you about the reincarnation of the lady with the three cats. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so this lady had a cat uh, when she was very young and uh, it was given to her as a kitten and it uh, she was probably only five and it lived for, for many, many, many years. So it kind of went through an engagement and a marriage and moving into the house and the first child and then the cat passed and she was absolutely devastated. Uh, the next time she uh, found a stray cat and, well, it came to her house, a stray cat, uh, all of a sudden turned up and we were talking about that before and the cat was only probably about two years of age and she said this cat just walked straight in sat on my sofa and looked at me and she said I just knew the eyes she said, I, I knew that it was my my sunny anyway she called him sunny too so it was sunny too so she called sunny sunny too uh, and that was his name so she said I and I said he must live for about 15 16 years and she said yeah and he oh, did exactly wow. First son he did. Anyway, as she got older, they did a retirement village thing. And uh, the third time, this cat, the next door neighbor's cat, kept coming over to her place and just would not stay at home. And she said, as soon as I saw this cat, she said, I knew it was Sunny Three. And she just, this cat came in, sat on the sofa and did not go, even though the neighbours tried to get the cat to go home every opportunity, it would jump the fence, go to her house, sit on the lounge, just like the other two. She said, I just looked at those eyes and she knew that this again was her cat. Wow. Knew her. So absolutely reincarnation. Absolutely. Yeah. Soul comes back into a, the three different bodies, three different looking cats. But yeah. 
Can you put an intention out like that, do you think, into the universe? Like if I wanted to attract my old dog, let's say, into my new dog, would that be, or is that selfish in assuming that there might not be another soul that's meant to come in to do different it's work with me? on um, the circumstances of what the soul is meant to be doing for you in your life. Yeah. If on a different journey to what the soul was that the dog had, the first dog, it, it may not match to what you're doing. You might need yes. a dog you know, is used to being at home by itself and so forth. But when you had the first dog, you were home all the time. So this dog was used to having, because they still keep that same personality. So in actual fact, if it matches what your lifestyle is now, uh, generally they will come back. But I, I hear it so many times of different animals um, I think there's some research being done. Um, I'm not sure where, but I heard something about the other day about animals being reincarnated. And that's, that's something also in my book as well about the reincarnation and, and how they want to be so much in our lives that they, they come back as a, always species. I never see different species it's either a cat's a cat or a dog's a dog or a horse is a horse and I have seen reincarnations in horses so even okay. myself kind of experience I, I get the funny feeling that my uh, my little rascal Russell uh, I think he might I get the feeling that he may be uh, a, uh, a cat that was actually uh, reincarnated he's been reincarnated from a cat we had many years ago just just his mannerisms and so forth that's so cool hey boy I love that. So listen, I know that we don't have too long left in our conversation. I'm hoping that on part two, we can go into more about your readings. I know that you've been tested on your ability. I was hoping we could talk about that in kind of the next episode. But before we wrap up, is it possible that I just ask you a couple more questions? Absolutely. Absolutely. I Okay, cool. Well, just before we wrap up, though, I really want to know a little bit more about the animal communicate the animals communicating with you. Like, do they communicate to you in pictures or in words? Because I would imagine they can't all speak the same language as you, especially if you're doing international readings. Um, whether it's international, any type of animals, it is all the same telepathic images. So uh, it uh, doesn't matter what species, doesn't matter where they come from, uh, it's, it's the same language that I can interpret. So my guides gather that information, what they're saying, and then they interpret what the animal is saying to me in the language that my guides and I have, have established over thousands of years, not just in this life. Um, so yes. I understand. And whatever's happening with the animal, whether it's uh, like a, a cat recently in, uh, in America, uh, in Sacramento, a, a lady had heard about me and she had troubles with her cat. So I instantaneously told her what was going on with her cat and uh, the, the problems between the two cats and so forth. I knew straight away. So it was no, it's no different to me, yeah. whether it's a dog and sometimes you get the dog and the cat oh he's he was mean to me the other day 
you know, I, I had a cat. I do so many readings a day. I'm booked up for months. But, you know, it's, it's funny because they, they start to talk to me in their, the, the way that they, my guides can understand. So the, the cat was beating up on the two dogs and, and the two dogs are going, she's really mean to us, Amanda. She just comes out of nowhere and just latches on and she ambushes us. So these and the cat's going, yeah, and you deserve it. So That's funny comes through and the lady's laughing she goes that's exactly how I could imagine him saying it yeah you lot deserve it and I'm, really, <laughs> I'm not apologizing she said that is the cat that is so the cat so you know I pick up on their personalities and she said I could just imagine him saying that because she said he's such a sassy little guy and he just runs his house <laughs> that's so funny do you think sometimes animals share too much information Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The guy that was busted having an affair with a woman when his wife goes to work, the three little dogs in a reading told this lady, who's that blonde lady with the red jacket that comes in every Thursday? Oh, wow. Wow. And this is an absolute true story. I have validation on all of these. Anyway, she rang her husband. Uh, he knew that she worked long hours and at a different office. So this, this woman came in on a Thursday. Anyway, she rang him from the office phone and she said, oh, I'm going to be really late tonight. You know, I'm just swamped with work. As soon as she hung up, jumped in the car, went straight to her home, walked into the house. There's the red jacket and busted the husband. Wow. Well, that's crazy. Yes. So did you so, get that information and then tell her? I told her the information from the yeah. dog. Yeah. The dogs are saying uh, one day a week. <laughs> I said, I feel like it's on towards the end of the week. She goes, oh, she said, I have my suspicions. She said, because I work in a different office on a Thursday and it's like an hour and a half away. Mm. So. Um, as soon as she finished off the phone, she took off, went home uh, the quickest way she could because it wasn't peak hour traffic and got home within about 45 minutes, walked into the house and there was the red wow. jacket and busted the husband. So he still to this day probably doesn't even know how she knew, but she knew. Yeah, that's so, that's and quite something. Another one was uh, this husband was squirreling money away and the cat told mum that it was in, uh, in, in the shoebox just behind another box in the top of the cupboard. Oh, she wow. Found $8,000 cash <gasps> in the back of this and he was planning to leave her but he wasn't telling her. He'd, he'd withdraw the cash out so he didn't have to share it with her. Oh. <gasps> Wow, that's quite something. And I just want to say quickly, Amanda, just for our listener at home, um, we have a lot of episodes on the afterlight where we do talk about how, you know, psychics and mediums do learn a new language with their guides. Yes. So that's kind of what yes. Amanda was talking about. We won't get into that conversation deeply right now, but I just want to say that, you know, if people are interested to go back and listen to some of the previous episodes, because it's quite, it's a new language that you need to learn to be able to communicate with your guides and then translate that information, which I just love. That. I, I say to people, it's called, it's called the bench seat. So I say to people, sit yourself. It's a visualization practice and sit yourself on a bench seat or somewhere where you feel comfortable. Invite your guides and your loved ones in. You don't have to say anything to them straight away. Start to develop that language. Mine is telepathic images, pictures. Say I'm trying to describe my house. If I show you a picture of my house, then you get it straight away. I might sit there and go, oh, 
you know, it's in the middle of a country town and blah, 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 and be completely different. But it's always easier for my guides. And I do hear names and words and smells and things like that. But it's easier for my guides to, to uh, show me pictures. So that's our language together. But everybody's different. I teach as well. So okay. I teach people to understand their languages from their guides. And it's a personal two hour, uh, which again, are booked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You should raise your prices. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's never about the money. I just love what I do. That's what I do. And uh, I just really love helping people to understand themselves, their animals, their relationship. Mm. I was on this earth to teach. Yes. Probably not to be rich, but to teach. It's, it's just what I love to do. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Amanda. I know you've got another appointment I'll let you get to. Uh, hopefully on the uh, part two, we can talk a little bit more about, you know, whether or not animals have auras and spirit guides. I want to know, you know, maybe some more of Absolutely your favorite stories. Absolutely they do. Maybe. Okay, yeah. good. Well, spoiler alert, they do. So, <laughs> <laughs> But we can, I can give you examples of that and tell you all about it. Thank you so much to your listeners and yourself for having me Thank on board. you, my friend. How can people find out more about you and um, what kind of services you offer? I know you're booked up, which is fine. Most people are happy to get in line. We can still, um, uh, we've made some more space for people. So there are some vacancies. I've had to add a few more days. But www. Uh, there's two websites. There's amandadewarren.com. Uh, and there's also the animalwhispers.com. I Great. think it's .com, .com .au. The animal I'll whispers. I'll put a link to all that in the show notes. Yeah. So there's this. Uh, there's that. That will be transitioning into all the new services, and uh, so I'm going to sort of basically next year transition into the mostly the animal side of things. Lovely. Um, look, it was absolute pleasure um, being on with you today. I, I love sharing my experiences and, and helping people to understand more about their animals and even themselves. Yes. Uh, to a degree. And, and I'd be so, I'd be really honored to come back on again and talk to you. I'd absolutely love that. Thank you, my friend. The privilege was mine. So thank you so much. And I can't wait for part two. Absolutely. Take care, my darling. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.